Oh, hey there. John Lund, Unleashed Various Sports Talk. John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Unleashed, which, by the way, please subscribe. You're on the YouTube channel right now watching, or maybe you're listening on the uh, podcast. Subscribe on the YouTube channel. We do uh, all sorts of uh, live chats Wednesday at 7 and whenever needed, and certainly it's needed for uh, Brock Purdy. We put up all sorts of things like that. So uh, make sure you subscribe there. Subscribe on the podcast as well. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And, of course, listen to me weekdays with the voice of the 49ers. Greg Papa, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So we got a lot to talk about with the offseason. But the big story today is uh, Brock Purdy and his uh, UCL. So uh, stick a pin in that. Give me a minute to just recap things. Uh, did my show on Monday on KNBR. A lot of talk, a lot of response, a lot of people frustrated. I feel your pain. I think the greatest term or the best term, not the greatest, uh, the worst term was unfulfilled. I think you feel unfulfilled uh, after that loss in the NFC Championship game, 31-7 to the Philadelphia Eagles. And look, it's no disrespect to the Eagles. It's just that we just don't know. Um, I, I found myself jealous uh, as I'm watching the Chiefs and the Bengals in the second game in the NFC because although I think it was one of the worst officiated playoff games I've ever seen in my life, and we had Mike Perr on my KNBR show, so go to KNBR.com and you can hear Mike Perer, our good friend from Northern California, talk about the officials and some of the things that may change, including, by the way, a third quarterback, an emergency quarterback, which potentially could have been Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe Jimmy was ready, maybe he wasn't. I would think maybe he would have been, and that could have saved the 49ers season right there. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe just the Eagles were just too good. Uh, but the, the the worst part is not knowing. It's, I think it's like watching like a Netflix series and you binge on it, and then all of a sudden the last episode, you, you don't what happened? Did he die? Did he not? I mean, you, you're left to speculation. And, and even that really isn't the right comparison. I don't think there is. Because as a fan, you put your all your time into it and your energy and all these kind of things. As a player, you put all your blood, sweat, and tears. You go through this season. You go through all these quarterbacks. All this stuff happens. And then, and it's why we talk about the quarterback position. Some people say, well, you talk about the quarterback position too much. It is impossible to talk about the quarterback position because as was illustrated on Sunday in the NFC championship game, it is the most important position in sports and it's not even close. And you already knew that, but that was obviously a reminder for everybody that you just, it just doesn't happen. And it's nothing against Josh Johnson. Couldn't do it. Um, they went through the season and give the 49ers um, a lot of credit. And we'll talk about the off season at a different time, but really today is not that day because we're just kind of getting over the loss. And then secondly, we're going to talk about Brock Purdy's UCL injury in a minute and what it means short and long-term for the 49ers. But I'm just kind of riffing on just the end of the season and how I feel just unfulfilled because maybe the Eagles are that good, but I know that the 49ers would have made adjustments. It would have been a close game. I, I would have just liked to have seen it play out, especially as we talked about it all week long and here are the keys and here's what's going to happen and here this and this and watch for that. And none of it happens because Brock Purdy gets hurt. And so, you know, there were basically three key plays in that game. Uh, one was Kyle Shanahan not challenging the fourth down call, and his explanation afterwards was, I have to see it myself. And I think what Kyle learned in that, and Kyle, I think, should be coach of the year. I'm a huge Kyle Shanahan fan. Nothing bad to say about him, but it doesn't mean that someone is beyond reproach. You could be the greatest at whatever your job is. You're going to make a mistake. You know, Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time. He made mistakes. Tom Brady's probably the greatest quarterback. made mistakes. Michael Jordan, I think, is the greatest NBA player. made mistakes. That's It happens. Uh, you could be the greatest CEO, the greatest salesman, the greatest fill-in-the-blank. You're going to have something where you go, ah, I could have done that better. No one is perfect. So Kyle Shanahan for one play, and I think he'll learn from this, which is 
You got to have people around you that you trust. I learned this in my career when I was managing radio stations and everything. You got to have people around you trust because you can't do everything. And Kyle's the offensive coordinator. He probably needs a game manager. He just said in the past that he doesn't need that. They need a better system. Uh, you can blame the NFL to a certain extent. I don't know if Talanoa Funga didn't see the play, even though he was staring at the ball. <clears throat> but the reason why it's so important, and I, heard some, I saw some people on social media say, it was only seven points. No, it wasn't. It was the entire way the game played out. So if they that ball turns over on fourth down, 49ers offense is on right there, and Brock Purdy never gets hurt because it's a series of events that never would have happened. Hassan Reddick probably never, that, that play never happens, and Brock Purdy never gets hurt. And we actually get to see what happens in the NFC Championship game. So it's a massive play. One of the most, one of the biggest plays in the history of the NFL, to be honest with you, because it changed an entire game and made it a laughing stock and made it a joke. And Mike Pereira was telling us today that the NFL wanted a number of about $52 million, or excuse me, 52 million people watching that in the second half. It dropped to probably less than 30. Just wasn't a game. It was unfulfilling. So anyway, there's that. All right. So that's one part of it. And, you know, after a little while, we'll get over that. And then we'll talk a ton about the offseason. How I view this Brock Purdy discussion is, and I, and I was we were talking at the beginning of our show today on KMBR, and we brought this up because Mike Sando was on our show. And again, go to KMBR.com and you can hear it. Mike Sando from The Athletic, been covering the NFL for a long time. And he does a weekly column during the season, kind of like what Peter King does with the Monday Morning Quarterback, and it's called Pick 6, and takes six things from the NFL games that weekend. And talks about him and his lead story was, do the 49ers trust Brock Purdy with the keys to the kingdom after eight games? So Papa and I, Greg Papa and I, we do the show on KMBR, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. weekdays. Please tune in, KMBR.com, KMBR 680. And we were having a conversation and we had Mike on our show in the 11 a.m. hour on Monday before this UCL injury came out. And obviously it was like, well, what's going to happen? And so we didn't know yet at that point what was going on, but... Suffice to say with me, I was saying, look, even if Brock Purdy's healthy, if Tom Brady wants to play for my team for a year, and I know what happened at the end of the year with the Buccaneers. They had no running game whatsoever, uh, a leaky offensive line. They were older. They never got on the same page. Look, it's some of it's got to be on Brady. There's no question. But to me, I mean, I'm a guy who said Tom Brady was done after the Titans playoff game when he left the Patriots, and he wasn't. I don't think he's done now. And if you lined up all the uh, all the uh, quarterbacks who could play for the 49ers next year, I'd take Brady over any of them. Um, so we'll go over the scenarios in just a second with Brock Purdy and with 2023. But let's my, my point in saying all this is I'm not ready to go into the entire offseason yet. But my parents used to let me open one present, present on Christmas Eve and then all the rest had to wait till Christmas. So I guess we'll open the biggest and the best one, which my parents would never let me do. It was like a small one from like my Aunt Edna. On Christmas Eve. So we'll do the opposite. We'll open the biggest offseason present now. Just because it's time to. Because there's a discussion about Brock Purdy to be had. So before we get into what they'll do in 2023. Let's talk about what's going on right now. As you can see there. Uh, Adam Schefter announcing that uh, the, the news. That it is a torn UCL. And it could be six months. Um, then right there is one of the uh, best Twitter doctors around. And he puts out there the possible scenarios, and they are uh, rehab, no surgery, about six months if it's possible. It isn't always. Um, you can, as you see there in the side, you can attach it back to the bone. I am no doctor. I'm just reading this. Attach it back to the bone. That could be a, a six-month procedure as well. And then it's the other part is like a baseball pitcher like Tommy John, which is complete reconstruction, which is probably not what Brock Purdy needs. 
But if it's a complete reconstruction, which is generally what happens in Tommy John surgery, then that could be up to a year. Um, pitchers put more torque on their arm. It's not likely that he needs a a complete Tommy John, so I would probably throw out the year thing. Um, Nick Mullins just rehabbed his, the former 49ers quarterback, when he had a UCL injury like this. But what I'm thinking is it's going to be a six-month injury because that's what everybody's saying. Now, we will get com- we will get confirmation on one way or the other when uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan later this week talk. So that's when we'll get confirmation. Okay, so that's that's the injury part of this thing, okay? Torn UCL. Completely torn. Probably six months. Now, what do they do in 2023? All right, here's your options. A, wait for, and it, it, let's keep in mind this whole time before I give you A, B, C, and D, that the 49ers are a Super Bowl contender. We all know that, right? They just got to the NFC Championship game. That's not changing. And I know Jimmy Ward's a free agent, Mike McGlinchey, Robbie Gold. There's a number of guys that we'll get into as the offseason progresses. They are still a Super Bowl contender no matter what happens in those. All right? They are a Super Bowl contender. Windows in the in professional sports throw the Patriots, the Spurs, the Warriors out. They're generally three to five years. Why is that, you ask? Glad you asked. Because there's money involved. There's egos involved. There's deterioration of plays, players. Guys get older. Guys get bored. Whatever the case may be, you, you don't stay generally. And I'm talking 95% of the time in a window to win a championship outside of about three to five years. That's just how it works. Uh, free agency, all, all these different things happen. The 49ers had to trade um, the Forrest Buckner because financially against the cap, they couldn't do anything about it. Javon Kinlaw, oh, let's just plug Javon Kinlaw. And he was horrible against the Eagles. That's part of my, that's what I'm saying is there's deterioration. There's other teams getting better. Windows three to five years, believe me. So that's the premise. And they are a Super Bowl contender now. So as a Super Bowl contender in a window, do you A, go with Brock Purdy and, okay, six months, February, you can do math just like I can and probably better. So six months from now is August. Now remember, this is not just February to August and Brock Purdy's ready to throw and all this kind of stuff. We know this, and the most recent example is Jimmy Garoppolo. Six months means that's when he rehabs the injury. Now he's got to start throwing. Now he's got to get his arm strength up. Now he's got to – so that's game start in early September. He's not going to be ready to play then, not as an effective, not as an effective way that he that he normally would play. So let's say he's up to gumming and he's really back to being Brock Purdy in October because that's probably most realistic. So you lose those early games. That's no big deal. Oh, really? Because you'd have home field advantage this year if you didn't lose to the Bears and you didn't lose to Denver. You've got to you've got to maximize your window. And if the 49ers had a comparable comparable quarterback, a competent quarterback, I should say, early in the season, they'd have had home field advantage. Kind of a big deal. And that's if everything goes right with the surgery. Remember Trey Lance had to have a second surgery? So are you going to risk it with with uh, option A of Brock Purdy, hoping that his, his elbow rehabs in six months? Risky. And not to mention, as I said, to start the podcast and the YouTube channel uh, broadcast today, we don't even know if Brock Purdy can win a Super Bowl because that's what this team is judged on. The 49ers are not judged on, oh, we made it to three of the last four championship games. That's not the 49ers. Jed York said it himself when they were going to replace Jimmy Garoppolo. They tried with Trey Lance. Jimmy got hurt too much. They weren't sure if Jimmy could lead him to a championship. And so we're not even sure, even if we say Brock Purdy's going to hit that timeline and he's going to be ready to play. As Mike Sando wrote today in The Athletic, who we had on today on, the, on our KMBR show, KBR.com, you can listen to the podcast. Do you, are you really going to risk your future, your Super Bowl window, on Brock Purdy 
who has eight games, you're going to gamble on that? Because I don't know. Because teams started to adjust to Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy didn't step up in the pocket, and Brock Purdy needs an entire offseason to get better, to acclimate more with the receivers. He only started throwing with them a lot when he became the starting quarterback, so that's a lot to risk, even without the injury. To go into next season, there would be a question of whether you should stay with Brock Purdy before the injury. And if we went into the quarterback tiers next year, okay, you have a great team and a great defense and a running game and all these weapons. If you look at the final four quarterbacks outside of Brock Purdy, they are Jalen Hurts, who was an MVP candidate before he got hurt. They're Joe Burrow, who was in the Super Bowl last year, the number one pick and one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And they were Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the league. And if things keep trending this way, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. Those are the other three quarterbacks. Generally speaking, top quarterbacks get to this position, and it's harder for lesser quarterbacks to get there. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Exhibit A, didn't win it. So Brock Purdy going into next year, injured or not, what what tier of quarterback would he be? Would he be the twentieth quarterback? He wouldn't be top ten. He probably wouldn't be top. He wouldn't be top fifteen. You'd start talking about Brock, Brock Purdy in the twenties. So even with a healthy Brock Purdy, he's in like the twenties, and we still don't know. So that's your that's A, and I'm not down on Brock Purdy. People are going to hit me up, and they were saying this on my KMBR show today. You, you're down on Brock Purdy. No, I'm not. I think he has a great future. But a little bit like Trey Lance, he's much more advanced than Trey Lance. He threw 1,500 college passes. Trey Lance threw 319 or 318, whatever it was. He's far advanced. And I'm not saying he's not. But this is a Super Bowl window that you're in now, and you better match things up. And it's a little bit like Steph Curry. I like Kaminga. I like Wiseman. I like Moody. I like ball. I like PBJ. I like Baldwin Jr. But they're, they're probably not going to match up in terms of being overly effective on, on Steph Curry's timeline. Now, maybe Kaminga will be. But that's the point here, too. Is Brock Purdy going to be a good enough quarterback while this team is still in its prime to win a Super Bowl? I don't know. I have an eight-game sample against Washington, Seattle, Miami, not against the best teams in the league because I don't know what he would have done against Philly. I don't know what he would have done in the Super Bowl. I don't know, Mr. Hand, Mr. Spicoli. I don't know. I don't know what he would have done. And that's the most frustrating part. So that's A, all right? That's Brock Purdy A. I overspoke A, but that's A. B is... Uh, for choices in 2023. All right, uh, let's go to Trey Lance. He was the third overall pick. You, pay, you, know, you gave up these picks. You still owe a first-round pick this year. Uh, let's go with Trey Lance. They went with him in the beginning of last year. Okay, again, to me, the biggest thing is, does he match up? At the beginning of the season last year, he didn't. He wasn't very good. Didn't win the Chicago game. Uh, had the Seattle game going. I don't know what Trey Lance says. I don't. I'm not down. On, again, I'm not down on Trey Lance. He might be really good. But I don't know that Trey Lance can lead the 49ers anywhere, and I don't think you learn enough on the sidelines. Did he get a bunch of osmosis? Did he become smarter and better while standing on the sidelines this year? I doubt it. He needed to play. And the 49ers last year were willing to go through a year and say, okay, for the long-term success and to get a quarterback who we feel can be really, really good, we will endure the things that you do with young quarterbacks, which is a lot of mistakes. Our defense can overcome it. Field position, running game, we'll be fine. And Trey Lance plays a year, and then this next year was supposed to be the year where Trey Lance became what Jalen Hurts is with the Eagles. That multi-dimensional quarterback where you're like, man, he can run, he can throw, he can keep it, he can give it. They're going to do zone read, he's going to throw, look at all these weapons. And that's that's B. That's that's B. And again, you're in a championship window. Do you trust that? He doesn't have much experience at all. Maybe. Uh, C would be Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, with Jimmy, you probably know this, but I'll reiterate it. 
with Jimmy, he's a complete free agent, and as part of his new contract, they can't franchise tag him. So this is 100% the ball is in Jimmy's court. And if you look what's going on around the league right now with quarterbacks, he's got a lot of opportunities with guys he knows. If the New York Jets have Jimmy Garoppolo on their team this past year, they're going to the playoffs. And Robert Sala is there, so there's a connection. Uh, Zach Wilson, I think, I just, I don't think Zach Wilson's any good. And Joe Flacco ain't going to get it done, and neither's Mike White. So there's Jimmy Garoppolo with a connection. Uh, the Houston Texans, they're going to draft a quarterback at number two in all likelihood. And wouldn't you love a mentor like Jimmy Garoppolo, like he mentored Trey Lance and didn't complain a bit? A lot of people would. Nick uh, Cesario is there. He's the former general manager of the Patriots that drafted him, so that's a connection. Uh, Josh McDaniels is there in Las Vegas, and maybe Tom Brady goes to Las Vegas with Josh McDaniels. But if he doesn't, then there's Jimmy Garoppolo with Josh McDaniels, had already run that offense, a lot of offensive weapons. He's there. Uh, The Colts are going to take a quarterback at number four. They were looking at Jimmy Garoppolo, but they didn't want to pull the trigger because Jimmy Garoppolo was injured last year. Uh, They're going to take a quarterback at four in all likelihood. Maybe, maybe not. Could he be a mentor or could he be the quarterback there? The Washington Commanders, the Commandos, as I like to say, the Commandos, uh, they were going to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. They were the most likely destination of the offseason for Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't solve their quarterback situation. Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. That's going to be a one-year thing, and they're picking 16 in the first round. They're not going to be in a position probably to take a quarterback. They got a, they've got a pretty good defense. They're not a bad team. They're on the cusp of the playoffs, but Jimmy and Washington, they might be a playoff team. So there's, there's four teams right there, or maybe five. What did I say? Houston's got Cesario. Uh, you got, uh, you've got uh, Robert Sala with the Jets. Uh, you got a situation with the Raiders, and you got Washington. Four. Just That's just right off the top of my head. Or Indianapolis. Maybe he's a mentor. There's five. So my point is, and there's more teams than that. There's an op depending on where Rodgers goes and all these other teams. Jimmy's from the Midwest. What if Rodgers leaves? You're going to go with Jordan Love if you're the Packers? Maybe Garoppolo with Love? Point is, is that there's a number of opportunities that Jimmy Garoppolo could get. Now, could he come back to the 49ers? Yeah. But he's going to have two young quarterbacks with him, and he's not, he's going to be nothing more than a one-year mentor for probably Brock Purdy. Is he, want to, is he going to want to do that? Probably not. Great guy. Doubt it. So that's C. So we've gone through Brock Purdy at A, Trey Lance at B, Jimmy Garoppolo at C. You can probably guess who's D, and there isn't an E to me, but we'll get to that too. D would be Tom Brady. And maybe you don't want Brady. Maybe you thought he looked old at the end of the season. Maybe you th- thought he looked beat up with the with the Buccaneers. Maybe you think it's time for him to t- retire. I understand that. But if you put Tom Brady be t- behind a good offensive line, they need to upgrade at right tackle. And I don't think Mike McGlinchey's coming back. But the other four positions, Trent Williams is still elite at left tackle. Uh, Aaron Banks is going to be better at guard. Jake Brendel, I give him credit, was good at center. Didn't think he could be. Uh, Burford at right guard probably needs to get better, but I think he can. And now you need a right tackle. Is that going to be Brunskill? Is that going to be, you know, some Colton McKivitz? I don't know. Do you go outside of the organization? The one thing is, and I heard a lot of people say this when I suggested Brady uh, today on social media, and they said, well, they can't keep Brady upright. Do you realize that Brady gets rid of the, the, the football faster than anybody in the league? How often does Brady get hit? Not very much. Because it's not about, a, with him and quarterbacks like him, it's not about the ability to move or scramble or anything. He can move in the pocket, not great anymore, but well enough. And if you look at guys like Drew Brees or like Peyton Manning or like go on down the line with, with these guys, Dan Marino, they weren't the most fleet of foot, 
But what they did know how to do was get rid of the ball quickly, diagnose faster than anybody else, and got rid of the football. It's in, it was incredibly frustrating for the majority of his career to play against Tom Brady because he was getting rid of the ball in about 2.3 or less. And that's elite. That is top of the league. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would get rid of it just a, a little tick after that. That's why, again, Garoppolo didn't get hit a ton. You get rid of the football quickly. It's underrated. You diagnose, you get rid of it. I'm not saying that Brady is Brady of a few years ago, but it, I don't think it's time to put Brady out to pasture either. And I just also think that it's kind of like this is like conspiring for the gods. Like he's going to be a 49er, his favorite childhood team for one year. And that's it. It just seems like it's going that way. Because to me, and now there's a financial element that I'll get to in a second. But just from an on-field standpoint, Brady behind a, a at least decent to good offensive line with all those weapons. And you cannot deny this, that when he's given time and he just makes time, he just it's quick, quick, quick. He makes the right decision. He can still deliver it. He's still as accurate as 99% of the quarterbacks in the league. And amongst those four choices, it's really not even close. Brady would be the guy. And even if Brock Purdy were to be healthy, I would say that even before this injury, that I'd pick Brady because this is an NFL Super Bowl contender. And that's the way that I would look at it if I was the 49ers. I think he's easily the choice. And it wouldn't hurt Brock Purdy to learn under a year of him because Brock Purdy still got learning to do. And I don't know what you do with Trey Lance. Either you keep him or I guess you could move him. But here's the thing. This is why I would keep him too. Brock Purdy makes basically nothing, not to you and me, but he's a seventh round pick. Trey Lance next year uh, makes about eight. And so or makes about eight points, something or other. Point is, is that there's $10 million between those two guys. Not a lot, not a ton of money for that position. If Brady would take something in the neighborhood of 10 to 15, and I'll explain in just a second before you go, oh, you won't take that. Then you're at 20 to $25 million for that position with three quarterbacks on your roster. And that's about the average to a little bit less than the average quarterback room is making in the NFL. In fact, it's less than the average quarterback uh, is making in a quarterback room. Now, if, you, if that made you nervous, you move Trey Lance, but Trey Lance is 50 cents on the dollar at best, and I wouldn't trade Trey Lance right now. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't trade him this season. Now, as far as the Brady money is concerned, before you scream and yell, there's a few different things to know. As you can see there, the salary cap for the NFL went up about $16.6 million today. That's good news. Uh, I don't know that they thought it was going to go up that far, but $16.6 million just got tacked on. Now, you got to re-sign free agents. There's Jimmy Ward. There's Mike McGlinchey. There's Robbie Gold. There's all these different guys. I don't think McGlinchey's coming back. I think he's going to be too expensive. Uh, I don't think Jimmy Ward is coming back. Not that I wouldn't want him back. I do want Jimmy Ward back. But it, just the way he's talking, I think there's a little bit of a rift between the organization and he. He did not like moving to nickel, although he was really good at the end of the year. I just get the sense he's not coming back. And Robbie Gold, I think, will re be replaced by a cheaper, younger kicker. Not because I wouldn't want him back, but because Robbie Gold said a number of years ago and we were at training camp, Papa and I in our KMBR show, and Robbie Gold pulled no punches. He wanted to be closer to his family in Chicago, and there's probably going to be an opportunity closer to home for Robbie Gold, so I think they'll go cheaper there. The other big number to know is that Nick Bosa is going to get a long-term contract. He's on the books for $17 million next year. They can knock that number to $7 million over a long-term contract. So everyone's like, oh, Bosa's got to get signed. Th that number is going to be actually less than what it's on the books for. So add 16 million. What I just told you there, they can save some money. Now guys are due raises as well. McCaffrey's number is going to go big. 
uh, go up a lot. His salary was reconstructed uh, before when he was on Carolina, and it was low. But there's opportunities there for them. So, and then here's the other thing about Brady. And I don't know anything about Brady, but I, here's it, it's just obvious of what's happening here. Tom Brady has never been the highest paid quarterback. He's never demanded the most money. He's not the LeBron guy. I got to make the most. My ego is gigantic. He knows that he's got 300, what is it? $370 million of, uh, of Fox's money, Rupert Murdoch's money coming up when he retires. He just started his TB12 brand, the clothing and all that kind of stuff. Not the brand, but the clothing side. Uh, he's got tons of endorsements and he'll get more. His deal has never been about money. He took less money on the Patriots. He made what twenty twenty five million dollars a year with the with the Bucks. That's a lot of money to you and me, but it's he could have made fifty million dollars a year if he demanded it, and teams would have paid him. He's never been about making the most money. He's been about being on the winningest team and winning the most Super Bowls. And what I could see Tom Brady wanting is I want to go play for my hometown team. I want to do one more year. I want to win a Super Bowl, and then I want to ride off into the sunset. And that would make one of the best careers, if not the best career in the NF- in the NFL finish as maybe the best of all time because in the way he would want because this is where he's from he's from the bay area there's a super bowl ready team there are offensive weapons anywhere everywhere kyle shanahan is a brilliant offensive mind they got a great defense they got a running game what would tom brady not have could his offensive line be a little better probably but he gets rid of the football in 2.3 seconds fastest in the nfl it doesn't matter as much as you think and he can move as as well as he needs to especially as, at his age, to move in the pocket. So it makes a lot of sense. And here's the other thing, the last thing I'll tell you about Tom Brady, because you're like, I don't want him. Brady doesn't get hurt. Uh, as you can see right there, that's our friend uh, Carlos Ramirez, who does uh, pre and post not only for the 49ers, but the Giants, and is just an awesome guy. You can look at the percentage of injuries for the 49ers at the quarterback position, and at some point they're going to have this conversation. When Kyle Shanahan has a starter, he's great. He doesn't, doesn't, he's not. And that's every coach in the NFL. It's the most important position in sports, as we found out again, even though we didn't need to, in the NFC Championship game. Brady's durable. Even at his age, he had one major injury in which he got a low hit when he was a Patriot years ago. Short of that, hasn't had a major injury. Tom Brady plays games. That's important. Give me your thoughts. You don't have to agree with me. I'm just telling you that this injury lays out perfectly to have Tom Brady come for a year. They can work it out financially. He can stay healthy. He can get the ball to these weapons, and it doesn't hurt the progress of Brock Purdy, who can then rehab the injury correctly, learn under Tom Brady a little bit more, and it's nothing against Brock Purdy, and I'm not down on Brock Purdy. It's just when Brock Purdy was drafted, do you think he thought, well, I'll be the starter unquestioned in the second year. He can stay for a couple of years. He can stay a second year under Tom Brady, learn Brady wins the Super Bowl, Rides off into the sunset, played for his favorite team, and his career is complete. Brock Purdy learns under Tom Brady for a year. And if he's healthy, then at some point during the season, you might be able to trade Trey Lance for more than 50 cents on the dollar. If not, then you bring Trey Lance back again, even though the clock is ticking on his deal, and they probably wouldn't pick up a fifth-year option on him. He'd be going into his third year next year. And when Brady leaves, then you have a competition between Purdy and Lance that you probably would have this year anyway. And it's just pushed back a year, but you're a Super Bowl contending team in a Super Bowl window. And as I told you before, Super Bowl windows, three to five years, you don't waste a year in them. You can't. And I think that, again, you can disagree with me. Brady would be the best choice, even if Brock Purdy were healthy. And it's a major question of whether he will be. And if you want to do the math from February to August, I get it. But that's when the injury will be rehabilitated. 
Now he's got to throw. Now he's got to get back on the same page. We saw what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo early in the season. It wasn't good. And I'm not willing in a Super Bowl window for my team to risk and hope that Brock Purdy is going to be okay by August. That's too big of a risk for an NFL team to take. It's too big of a risk for a team that's in an NFL uh, Super Bowl window to take. If you're a bad team, oh, well, we'll have somebody like Jacoby Brissett play a few games for us, and then we'll bring back Brock. If you're a bad football team winning four or five games and and not in a Super Bowl window, I, I would get that. But it's too important, and you can't waste seasons. So give me your thoughts. Tom Brady as a 49er. I gave you an A, B, C, or D. I gave you the finances of it. Not down on Brock Purdy. And I'd like to see what Trey Lance could do as well. Like, I get all those things. I completely get it. But the position, as we found out again on NFC Championship Sunday, is too important to risk. And with six months going up until August when the injury is rehabbed, I wouldn't take that risk if I were the 49ers. Give me your thoughts. Hit me up on the comments section underneath the uh, YouTube show tonight. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you very much for doing that. And by the way, subscribe, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hit me up at John Lund Radio on Instagram and Twitter. Would you want Brady? Would you not? What do you think? A, B, C, or D? What would you pick? And by the way, let me throw E out there because some people have already hit me up on social media. What about Aaron Rodgers? I don't know if that's how you sound. Probably not. Uh, What about Aaron Rodgers? Tom Brady's a free agent. Aaron Rodgers you have to trade for. 49ers still owe uh, a number one pick for Trey Lance. Traded two, three, and four for Christian McCaffrey. We'll get some uh, compensatory picks uh, for the hiring of minority coaches in the third round. Not enough. You can't get Aaron Rodgers. And the financial side of Aaron Rodgers is massive. They're not going to be able to do something like that. You want to try, you know, it, you talk about losing people. Like people are like, well, you're going to lose this guy and lose that guy. Well, you're going to lose a lot of guys if you're going to try to trade for Aaron Rodgers. He would be E. I don't think there's any way that they would go after uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think it's A, B, C, or D. Purdy, you got to take a chance on the injury rehab. And I don't even think you can absolutely positively say he should be the starter moving forward unequivocally. Trey Lance, I can't trust him on a Super Bowl contender. He's too inexperienced. C, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have too many options. Other options, I don't think he's coming back. D is Tom Brady. I think that's the answer. One year, right off into the sunset, then the other guys can go. E, Aaron Rodgers, I don't think is unrealistic. Give me your thoughts. At John Lund Radio on Instagram or Twitter. Hit me up on the comments section under here and I will uh, on the YouTube channel, and I will uh, answer all, them all. And uh, make sure you hit me up and tell me what you think. What would you do moving forward? What is your concern level with Brock Purdy? I think he's going to be fine, but I'm not willing to take the risk of Brock Purdy uh, not being available or being available right in August. We saw with Jimmy got off to a slow start, and you got to have home and field advantage, and you're in a Super Bowl window. Have I mentioned that about 18 times a day? That is Unleashed Various Sports Talk with me, John Lund from uh, KBR Radio in San Francisco, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa. Make sure you uh, check us out each weekday and listen to the podcast at KMBR.com. Spotify, Apple, all the places you get your podcast. We put the uh, podcast up every single day as well. So hit us up on the podcast and subscribe and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. John Lund Unleashed. We do live chats, all sorts of great stuff all the time, at least Wednesdays at 7 and when necessary. It's Unleashed. Barry, a sports talk with me, John Lund from KMBR in San Francisco, only on the Locked On Podcast Network.